Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our service tonight. Thank you for giving, taking away your precious time to go into the Word of God. Um, we thank you for prayer mantle. Prayer mantle was a vision that God gave me for the name of this particular um, service. Um, hallelujah. And we thank you. So we're going to just go ahead into the Word of God, um, and then we're going to pray. And we're going to have the Lord have its way, not Glenda, but the Lord himself that dwells within me. Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for everybody listening now. And uh, we thank you, God, for anybody that will listening later. We thank you for our partners around the world, uh, Ireland, Africa, Haiti, uh, Jamaica. We thank you, God for every part of the earth that we'll listen to now or listen to later, that this is a divine word, especially God have divine inspired me to speak to you tonight about. Um, God, hide Glenda behind the cross, that I not be seen, but just seeing your word. Uh, uh, hide Glenda's lips behind the cross, that only the words that you told me to speak, I speak in the Holy Ghost. God, wash me, cleanse me, God, but this don't take your spirit away from me, God. In the name of Jesus, God, thank you that I am what you says I am. I am a woman of God. I am anointed. I'm appointed by your words and your ways and your wisdom. We thank you um, in the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, that we might touch or change somebody's life tonight. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hallelujah, I want you to turn your Bibles, amen, to um, the book of Psalms. Uh, Psalms, sorry. Um, Samuel. Samuel. First book of Samuel. I'll give you a few moments to find the book. Amen book of Samuel, first chapter. Amen. I encourage you, as I always do, to um, jot down some notes. Always have a pencil and paper so that you can go back at, at your leisure time and study the Word of God. The difference between studying the Word of God and um, and just reading um, the Word of God is that you read it for a moment. You you indulge in it for a moment. But when you study it, you go back and you understand what words mean. We You understand how the context of which one is being spoken so that we can understand the totality of the Word of God itself. Amen. Because when I have the Word of God within me and I live a holy lifestyle and I stand 
before God. We are held accountable for what we say, what we do as well, what we know um, um, in the Holy Ghost. So it is very important that you stu- you're study your word and to know your word because your word, your word is your weaponry. Again, your word is your weaponry. If you don't have your word, you don't have weaponry. You don't have a way to counteract the enemy. You don't know how to uh, solve problems. You don't know how to go in and come out of the word of God with a meaning from the Lord God himself. Amen. Um, people will lead you astray. People will uh, take words and twist them to their advantage. Um, uh, not talking about any particular person, but you have to know the word of God for yourself um, without a doubt. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. Our scripture tonight will come from First Samuel. Amen. Um, and we're going to go from there. Um, as I always do, I I do these things because um, the Holy Ghost told, taught me how to do, do these things. Um, I'm not, I don't want to be anybody else. I just want to be me and I ask God to lead me how um, to do things. Amen. Even though I recently um, got my my doctorate in theology, uh, I have um, uh, the paper work to prove it. Um, over the years, I never tried to um, boast on who I am because I'm not nobody. I'm just a bunch of dirt like everybody else that we were when we came into this world. Um, amen. Well, the book of um, the book of Samuel, Amen, is a book. Uh, that profoundly changed the world, the word of God, because by then um, everything was going crazy, and the people um, begged God for a leader a couple of uh, chapters back. And um, Eli, at the time, was the prophet, or he was the preacher. He um, he was the man in charge, um, and um, um, the preacher allowed the people. Especially their sons. Um, it doesn't say whether they had daughters or not, but they do say sons um, that they would do whatever they wanted to do. They would have um, sex in the temple, sex outside of the temple. They would do whatever they wanted to do. But yet, the prophet, the leader of that particular time, Amen. He allowed he allowed his sons to do whatever they wanted to do uh, in the temple and out of the temple, but. He ignored them. Um, we don't know whether it was because it was just his children or, or because he was um, embarrassed um, by them. The Bible does not say um, what was going on. Um, and every name, every name in the Bible, every every scripture, every dot, everything in the Bible um, has its meaning. And their characters today in this chapter is, um, there's uh, the main, there's three main characters in this particular uh, chapter. This today, there was one man, um, the husband. I'll call him the husband. His name was Elkanah. And um, back then, in the in the Old Testament, 
um, men were allowed to have more than one wife. Amen. It was in the Old Testament. So when you see on TV um, uh, these books called uh, these uh, shows talk about multiple wives and um, and some places today even I think it's Colorado or not Colorado it's uh, Utah. Uh, there are many areas in Utah today and some places around the United States of America they have they are allowed to have uh, two wives because of their religion. But in the Bible itself, it tells you uh, in the old days, uh, the, uh, you could have two wives. Or actually, the some cultures, right t- today, even the um, Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabia, and the certain countries, you can still have as many wives as that you can take care of. How many you can pro- uh, pro- uh, take care of? It. How many wives you can um, provide for? How many children? You can have as long as you can take care of them. You can. You have, a, have to have a house. You have to have money. You have to have maids. You have to have all this stuff. But legally today, in some areas right now, uh, Saudi Arabia, I know, is one. There's some other countries that you can have multiple wives. But that was the Old Old Testament scriptures that came out of Deuteronomy. Amen. But today, it is not legal or ethical. Um, according to the word of God, one wife, one man. Again, one wife, one man. Not two men, not two women, but one wife, one man. Amen. But at this particular time, um, there was one husband, and this husband was called Elkanai. Um, we're in the book of the first Psalms, third chapter, uh, first chapter, Psalms 1. One one. There are three primary uh, people in this chapter. Elkanai would call him that he was the husband. Amen. And he had two wives. Uh, one wife was named um, uh, Hannah, and one wife was called Peniah. Amen. I don't know how people today can even have two wives because sometimes. Marriages don't work with one wife. Amen. Um, why? Not because of the, the marriage, but because they're not committed um, to one another. They're not uh, committed to um, do what the Bible says because um, the first job Adam had was he was a zoologist. And Adam went around and took care of the flock, took care of the field, took care of everything because he had a job. So we don't need you don't men uh, need to get involved with men who do not have a job because um, um, that was Bible principles, not my principles that we have to. And then men um, men that will remind you what I did. I I did this. I paid that. But the bottom line, God tells us that men are supposed to provide for um, their hus their wives, provide provisions. The, no woman. I believe, was built to work uh, 10, 20, and 30 years, especially if they want all the well, uh, the menly duties. They want everything, uh, food on the table. They want this because the average woman today um, is working and doing certain things, nor should the woman be the, the maid. They should be working concert um, uh, and stuff like that. So 
there are a lot of things that are involved in families that God um, is dealing with yesterday, um, today, and tomorrow. Well, as we know, again, we have two wives, one Tanaya and one um, 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 uh, Hannah. And they were basically enemies because you have women. Um, there were one woman that had a lot of children. And in the Old Testament culture, it was a fact that the more children you had, the more blessed you were. And if you didn't have children, it was considered a law that you are not, you are not blessed by God. So it was always a struggle um, with women uh, uh, that didn't have children. And uh, the, the, the mean, we'll call her the Panaya, the, the, the mean lady, she would pick on Hannah all the time because um, she didn't have children. Um, but Panaya had um, ex- about four or five um, children, so it made her really feel good, and it made um, um, Hannah feel um, real bad. And you have to be careful how you pick on people um, because it's not the will of God. Uh, the Bible tells us to love one another um, in, in, in spite of our attributes, in spite of how we do things, in spite of how you might not really physically like one another, but the Bible commands us to love. Command, command, command. Some people don't like that word command, but God himself, Rahakadish, he speaks that we must love one another. Um, he says, and that, that comes with a promise. So if I honor you, if I obey you, if I do, I treat you as a servant, uh, and not trash, but as a servant, then God honors um, what he does um, for us. Well, these two women were mortal enemies, and this was the culture of that time to go up uh, at least once a year and celebrate um, the, 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 uh, the situations in the ministry as far as honoring God. Um, and there are uh, two more characters. There was Eli the priest, and he had two sons. One was called Hasnai and Phineas. Amen. And wait till you tell me to give you the names, what these meanings of these names are. But amen. So um, let's go ahead, and I'm going to go and um, go with, uh, I will read down a little bit here. Um, um, and it says now, uh, first verse, it says now, uh, there was a certain man, Ramath Zoram, um, from Mount Ephraim, that was a place where it was, and his name was Elkanai, and his son, he was the son of Jeroram, um, the son of Ehehu, and the son of Tahu, uh, the son of Zup, and Ephraimite. Basically means that um, this was a region. They were, they have names by their regions and their fathers, and who there were fathers were. It was like a family situation. Um, and when they would meet one another, they would say, I am so-and-so, I'm the son of Gen- Benjamin. Because it was the culture. You talk about people that were coming um, from miles and miles together, and how they acknowledge one another was family line. Um, now today, we don't acknowledge each other that we have family, period. That's more 
family line, but we are, uh, God knows when we're born, who we're we're going to be born to. We know who our family members are. God strategically lines up up into the will of God and to let us know where we're going to be and who we are, uh, whether it's the, 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 the oldest of the children, the second, the middle child, uh, the baby child. Um, God knows. He orders our footsteps, and he knows the matrix of our womb. They knew our birth order. Um, so we have to know that God is control of our lives and everything um, that we do. Amen. I'm going to read number five. It says, But unto Hannah, hallelujah, but unto Hannah, she's the main character, unto Hannah she gave her a worthy portion. For he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up a room. So here's a man that has um, two wives, a whole bunch of children from one woman, and no the other woman has no children, but the Bible expressly says that, but I loved Anna, and I loved her. I love that, because some men don't like to acknowledge that they love their wives. Amen. But God says to love your wife as you love the church. So if you don't love your wife, you don't love the church. That's the word of God. So he acknowledged that he had a wife, and he acknowledged that he loved his wife, Anna. Hannah not really feeling love because she did not produce a child and that she felt as blessed that God did not love her. So God loves us uh, no matter what position in life we are, no matter how many children we have. Um, but he loves us for us because he knew us, we were formed in our womb, and he knows whether or not He's going to bless us or not. He knows these things. But we have, must acknowledge uh, the things of God. So he said, uh, he said he loved Anna. He said, but he knows that the Lord had shut up her womb. Um, I, I thank God that I am a woman. I thank God that I had birth children. Some women have never had children. Some women, um, even today, they want children, but they've never had children. And it is a blessing, our blessings. Our children are our blessings. In fact, our Bible tells us about um, that our grandchildren um, shall have our inheritance. It doesn't say our children. It speaks of our grandchildren um, are our blessing. Because I think by the time we, we, we have children, we raise them up. All we want to do is just get them out the door, go on with your life, be happy. But something about our grandchildren, when our grandchildren will come and um, they would come and visit me and my my son would say, um, Mom, go ahead, but you leave the kids for the weekend. And, boy, we'd have a ball. We'd have pizza. We'd, run to, we'd go to the park. Uh, my older boys would actually take the youngest girl and put her on their shoulders and and we just had a ball because we celebrated um, family. Amen. Um, even though I came from a small family, only my brother and my, myself, um, we were taught at an early age how um, the importance of family. Family undergirds you. Family 
allows you to be who you are. Family reminds you where you came from and teaches you where you shall go if you walk um, in the way of God. So family is important. One thing I've discovered about um, the African-American family as a whole, they're not so much engaged with each other as they used to be, um, whereas other cultures, they're very inclusive. They um, uh, play together. They uh, play tracks together. They do all kinds of things because the importance of the family and self. And this why Hannah was so upset because she had not seen her face on another human being just like hers. Amen. So, now, let's go on here. We're going to go to verse 7. It says, And as he did so yearly, so every year they went to this conference, this situation, and when uh, she went up um, to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. In other words, uh, Peniah would pick on her because you didn't have any children. Amen. And therefore, she wept uh, and she did not eat. Um, it, it, it's hard sometimes when people pick on you uh, emotionally. You know, somebody tell you stuff like, oh, oh, don't let those things bother you. But you don't know what's in my heart. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know how I've been disappointed. You don't tell me what to do. I, when I want to cry, I'm going to cry. And I, um, I've heard one man say that men don't cry. Well, maybe they don't cry openly. Sometimes they don't often cry. And sometimes men feel like it's weak, that, that when they're weak, uh, it makes them weak. But you know what? It doesn't make it weak. It makes you strong. Because if Jesus Christ himself cried, the Bible says, and he wept. Right. The Bible says, and he wept. So that means if Jesus can he can cry, that means a man should be able to cry and vent and let it out and get into the, into the will of God. Amen. Um, and, and, I, and I believe that, that when men cry, when men cry, it has to tap into the mind of God because it is going against the nature of man to cry. But men are human beings as Christ wept because the word says, and one of the shortest sentences in the Bible says, and he wept. And Jesus wept. And almighty God, he wept. Uh, uh, the God of gods, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the Bible says, and he wept. Okay. Because it was a man who knew who knew he was. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he wept. And she was weeping because her womb. I cannot, I won't be able to re, uh, reproduce something. I have some spiritual fathers, uh, spiritual children. Um, um, and my spiritual children are, if just to me as important to me as our biological children. Why? Because God wants us to be able to mentor, help, guide, lead um, people into the truth who don't have that kind of family member or closeness with one to say, 
I can vent to you. I can talk to you and uh, help me to understand um, those kinds of things. And this is basically what uh, Hannah wanted. Hannah, the, Hannah wanted her own child. Hannah wanted to have her own baby. Hannah wanted to rock her baby in her arms. Hannah uh, wanted to feel the freshness, the softness of the baby that was so tender um, like Jesus Christ himself. Anna, she just wanted a child. And the enemy wanted to provoke her, to get her mad, to make her curse, make her do anything. But she held on to her integrity. Some women don't have integrity. Some women will do anything with anybody uh, without integrity. Um, why? Because they don't know God. They don't. They don't know Him and His will for your life. And 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 that's why a lot of times I do a lot of preaching about that. Women need to recognize who they are. Um, um, I have to walk through my house sometimes and say, "I'm a queen. I'm a queen. I'm not gonna let nobody dog me down no more. I'm not gonna let nobody curse me out no more. I'm not gonna do put those things behind me. Uh, no, no. I am a queen. I know." whose I am, because when the enemy will get you so confused and so mad and so upset and so shut down, that's what the enemy wants. He wants to keep you shut down. He wants to keep you depressed. He wants you um, frustrated and aggravated, and you can't make plans. You can't make decisions. You can't do nothing. But let me tell you what, but when real men come along in your life, they're not intimidated whether you're smart. Or it's not intimidated by what you've got. It's not intimidated what you can say. Uh, and you don't have to remind me that I'm the man. Well, if you are the man, just be the man. Take Pay the bills. Do what you need to do. Take care of your wife. Those are the things that God called men to do, to provide. That's what men are. The prime position of men are to provide for their family. Provide, provide, provide. That is the DNA of a real man and a real man to God. Mm-hmm. That that's it. Then then they don't they don't feel bad about treat about calling you like you're the queen, you're you're the king, or uh, they don't mind doing those kinds of things. But when you you dog me out, you curse me out, you say all kinds of things to me, and no 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 no, I am a queen. And I believe that, 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 that Hannah herself had to come to the conclusion that she was a king. She was a queen. I might not have any kids, but I'm still a queen. I might not have a little money, but I'm a queen. I, 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 I don't know. I may never see grandchildren, but you know, I'm still a queen. Okay? So, so she was provoked by another woman. Women tend to be more pick on women more than any other thing else they pick on because we don't see that we're not your adversaries we're your friends why would I let you uh, uh, get upset because um, you as a man would run around and cheat and lie on your own wife why would I get upset with you no they're the culprit no you hold yourself to a standard you you hold yourself to a standard and you don't take down you what I told my son was day I said well he had just gotten a divorce and I said to him um, 
She said, Mom, um, I, I, I don't know if I want to do this again. I said, well, son, you do what God tells you to do, however you feel. I will never tell you what not to do when it comes to what's in your heart. Your, your heart is your, is, is your, your life stream. Your, your heart is your desires. And if you don't want to run around and cheat and lie and, and act like you, uh, you're not her- married or you don't want to be a, 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 a man alone, and you 35, 40, 50, 60 years alone because you're alone now because you've mistreated everybody in your life, then you do what you want to do. I said, but son, let me tell you what. You write down what you want to in your piece of paper, what you desire in a woman. And you write down things that you want. And if those that woman comes along and if she doesn't come along with the things that you desire, then you move on. And I said, what? I said, first, you have to find a woman that loves God. You find a woman that loves God. I'm not telling you a woman that has to be in the church seven days a week. But you have to know a woman has a relationship with Christ. Because if she has a relationship with Christ, she can have a relationship with you. If she doesn't have a relationship with Christ, she don't love you. Why? Because she don't love herself. And she don't let nobody take care, say any kind of thing to her. I said, find out what kind of, if, if you don't like women that go to a club, if you don't like women that go to a party, if you don't like women that do, don't, don't marry a woman that likes to go to the club and hang out. But if you like a woman that, that's more family oriented and do things like that, and if you love children, then that's what you find and that's what you pray for and that's what you seek for. Okay? If you want a woman that works, fine. But if you don't want a woman that don't like, don't work, then you, you look for that kind of woman. Okay. Well, you have to set your heart's desire. You have to set your priorities. You have to set and then seek that what you desire in a mate. Okay? If you don't like a woman that drinks, don't say, oh, well, she don't smoke. Um, she, she don't smoke, but she drinks a little bit. But after a while, that little smoking thing will be the worst thing in your life. Why? Because you've not made a decision as to what's in your heart and what you want. Amen. And here is Hannah. Hannah could not make decisions as to who she married, but she had a decision in her heart that she desired a way. She, she desired a baby. And the woman, else she decided to make her miserable. Miserable. Yes, you did. Okay. Now, verse 8 says this. And said Elkanah, this is the husband, um, to her husband, to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? And why you not eating? And why the heart is grieved? Am I not better than ten sons? Now, here was the man's perspective. The man's perspective will, as well, I love you, um, um, so why are you upset? I, I don't understand. But there's some emotions, I believe, that, the, uh, that what's built in us as a woman is to desire and to love. Sometimes we stay, we get into situations because we are desire and to be loved. We desire to be respected. We 
desire those kinds of things. But let me tell you, I realize that, you know what, that a man can't give you what he don't have. If they don't have the love because they've never been loved, they've not been loved in a motherly way, they don't know how to, to, to be happy, they don't know how to love, they don't know how to exist, they don't know how to do certain things. Why? They can't give you what they don't have. Okay. So here, um, the, uh, uh, Elkaniah was saying, I'm better than ten, I'm, 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 I'm better than ten sons. Because by, in their culture at this time, that the women didn't have the value of the men. So that's why he said to her, I have, I'm better than ten, ten children. I'm, I'm better than ten husbands. I don't understand why are you crying. Again, but if pride, if Christ cried, or as I'm concerned, it's good enough for me. Because when I cry, I release something called endorphins. When I cry, my heart feels lighter. When I cry, I feel that's a spiritual load coming off my back. When I cry, I feel and I vent to God, that God that you know, uh, Job said, um, 13, he said, but God, you know the way that I take. God, you know I'm crying. You know I want a child. You know I want to feel I'm blessed. My womb is best. You know those things that are going on in my heart. But here the man himself said, am I not better than ten men? Am I not better than ten men? Verse 9 says this, and so Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh. So now we've gone into the um, place where they're getting together for the fast and for the situation for the people of God. It says, and so Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh. And after that, they drank. Now Eli the priest is the preacher. He sat upon a seat by the post of the temple. So here's the preacher outside of the temple. Okay. He's out sitting out uh, on the out portion of the Ephesus um, after um, they had eaten. Verse 10. And she was in bitterness of soul. Her spiritual heart was aching. Her spiritual spirit was broken. His, her spiritual mindset is like, God, here, I'm here again, year after year in a situation, and I still have no children. Why? But every year, Panaya comes up, and she has two children, three children, four children, six children, and so on. But here... I come every year, and I have to watch and see her come with another baby in her womb, another baby in her child, in her in her bosom, another baby holding hands. And then she turns around and looks around and says, "Come on back, come on back, Johnny, come on, come on, come on." All these children, and she, the Bible says that she was vexed in her soul. She was hurting, not because she was ending her but because she wanted her own. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, 
if thou will indeed, my God, look upon the afflictions of thine handmaid. God, you see me. I'm Anna. And remember me and not forget thine handmaid. Don't forget about me, God. Don't forget about me. But we'll give unto thee a handmaid, a man-child, and then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of my life. Well, here Anna, Anna is saying to God in her spirit, God, if you just give me just one baby, if you just give me just that one son, and God, I want a son, I want a son because because when I have a son, my bloodline will carry on. Uh, uh, my, my seed will go on. My heart will go on. God, if you just give me just this one child. I know I don't deserve it. I know you are God himself. I know you are hello master. You are the master teacher. You are the master preacher. You are God. You created universe. We know that before there were God, there was. And I ask you, God, I, I, I'm just begging you. My, I'm tired. My spirit's vexed. My heart's broken. And I, I don't know what to do. But God, all I want now is a child. But God, please don't forget about me. Don't, don't forget my womb. And, and, and don't forget my tears. And and, and and don't don't forget my needs and don't forget because I'm coming to you, God. I'm not going to the pastor, I'm not coming to the preacher, I don't want nobody to lay hands on me. God, it's just a me and you thing and me and you and you and me thing. Sometimes I don't know about you but I get the same way sometimes. I just want a me and you thing. I don't want I don't want no interruptions, I don't want no phone calls, I don't want nothing. All I just want you to know, God, is just it's just a me. And you think that that we have our quiet moments, and and you, I know I, I I have to pray now, I have to fast now, I have to wait on God now. I just I just I just want my me time, God. And so whatever you do, God, don't 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 forget about me, the Lord all. And if you give me a baby, I'll give him back to you. Some of us tell God all the time, if if you do this, God, and I'll, I'll remember you. If I, if 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 you um, um, open a door for me, I'll, I'll pay my tithes. And then um, they don't pay their tithes. Uh, they'll say, God, if you don't, if you do this for me, God, I, this is going to happen. And when that happens, you you change, or we'll do this another day. No, but she made it a commitment to Christ. So the thing is. The difference between kingdom, kingdom principles, and church principles. Kingdom is the kingdom of God himself. Kingdom is that thing that God created before God himself. Kingdom is that I do things because I love God. I love my church. I love my pastor, but if I move to another place, I still have to find my kingdom principles. And in her kingdom principles, 
He said, Lord, I make a vow. Almost like when you get married. When you get married, you have a vow that you commit between God, the man, and the woman. It's almost like the Bible says that try on Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So in the kingdom principles, I made a vow. And the man, woman versus kingdom is I commit God between the woman, God, and the man. That is a vow. That is a commitment. But when you break your vow between a woman, a man, and a man or a woman, you are no longer viable if you want to walk away. Why? Because I've broken my vows between God, man, and another man or another woman. So in kingdom principles, it's always kingdom. I honor because it's God. I love because it's God. I don't understand, but I'm going to stand and wait for the manifestation of his glory because once I make a vow, I am I'm bonded together in the spirit of God because it is the will of God to maintain kingdom and marriage principle. And the only difference between the New Testament and the Old Testament was the New Testament you could have more than one wife. In the book of Deuteronomy, it gives you the scripture. But in the New Testament, it is one man and one woman. Not one woman and another woman, or one man and one man. But the principles are that the way, the way that we can reprocreate is having one man and one woman. Not by taking your sperm and putting it in somebody else's uh, place. It's not that. That is not God's principles. That is not God's kingdom. That is not the way God has called it to be. And everything that you do that is not godly, you will reap your benefits one way or another because it is not God. But it is not my responsibility, responsibility other than to say that man... Um, that man should not marry another man, a woman should not ma marry another woman. We know the way. Ap um, um, uh, craft operas, brass operas do not uh, uh, mate with serpents. Serpents do not mate with caterpillars. Um, um, it is. It says to repropriate as as your own kind. Even in marriage, when you step out of the boundaries of marriage, you've broken your marriage vows any time you bring in another man or another woman in the situation. And it is not the will of God in the New Testament. Whether it's man, a woman, a woman, a man. No, no, no. All this woman wanted was her own child. That's all she wanted. 
Mm-hmm. That's all she wants. But you have the meanness and the nastiness of some of women that feel like, oh, I want your man, I want this, and I got that, and I got this, and I look good, and this is what I want, and all this other stuff. No, no. The devil is a liar because a real queen, well, I'm not going to take that. A real queen loves God. A real queen will do whatever she has to do to help. But if I've got to help and you do nothing, that's not relationship. This is not God. He teaches us in his word to love one another as Christ loves the church. But here, Anna, now saying, God, if you bless me with a child, I'm not going to have a child and and come back for another child, a third child. I'm not actually, actually for nothing special. I don't need Superman as my child. Got all I want to know that I can create and I can have a womb with the man. That's how you get the word in the Bible. It says womb of the man. Woman means womb of the man. That means a man had a womb and the womb came out of the man. That's why the man was a man before the woman came. Because the womb of the man came first. And when he created, and when he broke, and when he took care of, God laid him down again and said, look here, it is not good that man shall live, be alone. So he put him down to sleep and gave him the operation. And out of that came the womb of the man. Some men have issues with women. That's a woman. And the woman ain't no good. And the woman does. No, no. You were the womb of the man. You were the original womb of the man that God created every woman from today. Every woman of today came out the womb of the man. But she said, God, if you do this for me, I've been begging year after year after year. I've got all these children, and Kaniah has all these kids, and I don't even know how many children she got now. I'm just so sick of looking. I don't know. And every time I think about it, but my heart, God, you know my heart. My heart is faint. I am disgusted. I'm broke. Some people's broke, gusted, and disgusted about everything in life, whether it's money, whether it's finances, whether it's cars, whether houses, whether it's land. Because mama don't like daddy, and daddy don't like daddy, and you don't like this one, and this one looks like that. No, 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 no. No, we bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that's within me. So help me to be the woman, the womb. I help me to be the womb of the man of the next generation. I might not be able to have a, a spiritual daughter again, or a spiritual, a physical daughter, or a physical man in my life again. But you know what, God? I bless the Lord. Why? Because I am the womb of the man of God. Say, God, so if you just give me, give me a man, child, lest I die. Give me. God, I don't understand. I went, I went to the church shop and Here's the preacher. Here's the pastor. Here's the leader. Here's the prophet. He don't even know what I'm crying about. I'm not crying about drinking. I don't drink. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't. I'm not a, a part-time drinker. I'm not. But the preacher himself that I just wanted to even sit down and talk to him when this is over. He gonna tell me. He got the nerve to tell me. 
Woman, why are you drinking in the middle of the day? Now, see, but but the man of God should have perceived that there was something missing in her heart. And so when you find the man that loves you, when he loves you, he perceives what's in your heart. He makes you need, he meets you, he meets your needs before you know you have a need. I remember one man telling me years ago, he says, if you have a happy wife, you are happy, have a happy life. But if you don't have a happy wife, you are miserable the rest of your life. Why? Because she's unhappy. Her needs are not met. Her, 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 just to say somebody say, well, hey, my, honey, good morning. You look, you look good today. You, you smell good today. Or, or I bought this dress for you today. I, I saw this, I saw this little flower for you today. I, uh, let's just ride out. We may not have a lot of money, but you know, we have each other. Uh, 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 and not be so sour, so mean, so unhappy. So, no, 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 you so, but you say you're my womb of my womb. You're my seed of my seed, but you can't say something nice to me. You can't do something kind to me. You can't be gentle to me. You can't, you can't do those things. Why? Because somebody can only give you what they got, and if they ain't got it, they can't give it. So you can't make nobody what they don't have. He said, but as for me and my house, we shall. Love the Lord. Well, here, priest thought I was, she was drunk. Breach said, uh, look at here. Why are you drunk in the middle of the day? What's wrong with you? What happened? You and your husband had a big falling out? Well, Hannah said respectfully. Okay. Could have said like some of us, some of us weigh those women. <laughs> Have attitudes to say, you know, let me tell you, you got the nerve to tell me I'm I'm drunk in the middle. You don't know me. You don't know you. You don't know about my finances. You don't know what I'm going through. But she said, No, my lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. In other words, Lord, I'm I'm just I'm tired and I'm sad. I'm I'm hurting on the inside. Just one thing. When you are hurting on the outside, when you have a scrape on your on your back or in your any area, you can go and find some uh, alcohol, and you can find some patches, and you can take a band aid, and you can do all this stuff, and you can patch yourself up, and and then you don't. In a day or two, the scratches are gone. Uh, you fall asleep, and the pat the patch band aid go one way, and you go another way. But you're slobbering on the pillow because I'm healing now. I, I'm I'm getting better now. But when you when your when your insides are wounded, when your insides are hurting, when your insides have been 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 devastated by the one that you love, when you're devastated to the point your life changes and people oh get over it. No no no. Some things only God can change. Only God can heal. Some things God, for better word, some of us have broken pieces in our lives. And some people can't 
handle broken pieces because they don't know how to bandage you up. They don't know how to heal you. They don't know how to say a, a good, kind word to you. They find ways to be happy. Everybody else are kind with everybody else or sensitive to everybody else, but they don't know how to heal you. Here the preacher who was the pastor of the church didn't recognize that she was hurting and she was broken. And she said, No, my Lord. I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I am broken. I am broken because year after year I come here and I have no child. I'm broken because it looks like, God, you're not hearing me. I'm broken because I don't know what else to do but cry out to do. I'm broken because I've got to go back home again and she'll go back and she'll have another child. And when I see you again next year, I'm going to be even more broken. And God, have you left me? Have you forsaken me? Have, have I no longer on your profile? Am I no longer a part of your DNA? I just don't understand God. But even this preacher didn't realize what was going on. But he, out of his mouth, began to prophesy to her. And she said, the prophet said to her, but by this time next year, so this was God. God was using the mouth of the prophet, who at one point was confused and didn't know what was going on. But let me tell you what, if God can speak to a jackass, God can speak to anybody else. He said, but by this time next year, woman of God, by this time, I'm, I'm speaking your destiny and your destination in God. I'm speaking afar off like Hallelujah, that our forefathers said, I speak those things afar off. Look up in the skies and see how many stars. See in the, in the grands of the sand. See that I am speaking afar off, that by this time next year, you will be blessed with a child because you honored you didn't take uh, consequences on your own hand that I would go and find another man to sleep with. I, I I didn't take thing consequences on my own hand and figure out, well, maybe I can find somebody to have a baby and let me have a pillow under my, my, my chest. And then it looked like I had a baby, but I, I stood my ground and I, I believed God and I cried lest I die. And I, I made up in my mind that I'm not going another year without having another child and I and I honored you God and I said God that God if you give me this child there's a form of a barter barter that he's saying God if you do this I do that uh, if you do this I'll bless you if you do this I'll give you a mansion if I do this I'm going to bless you beyond measure if you do this but God I honor you by I, the only
only child that I believe that I will never have a child again. But I will give you this anointed child back to you. And every year I'll come and I'll give him another coat. I'll give him more clothes. But I promise you that my child will grow up in the house of God. And that's what we got to do sometimes. Say, God, I don't understand this thing. I, I I just don't like it. I, I but God, if you make a way out of no way, my word is forever settled in the heavens. And that's what happened. That that Hannah's word was forever settled in the heavenly realm of God. She said, if, if you give me this situation, if you just give me just one shot, she wasn't asking for any more. Down the line, she had more children, she had more sons, and she had more daughters. But at this point in her life, all she said, God, is all I just want one. If I just have one new car, if I just have one new house to live in, if I can have just one this nice apartment. If I can just one, one this, one that. God, I just want to know because it's a memorial. It reminds you what you have done, given me. It reminds you of what you said to me. If you can just do this for me because it's a memorial, you remind me of what your word said. Give me this. Lest I die. My petition, God was to you. 17 says, And Eli answered, here's the preacher, the pastor, and said, Go in peace. First he said, Go in peace, meaning, don't worry no more. Don't cry no more. Go. In other words, he's giving directions. Go on home with your hubby. I got this. I got this. Go in peace. Go, don't work. Go in peace. And the God of Israel grant thee the petition that thou hast answered him. God, you've given me that peace. Like Anna. Go in peace. I got your promise. I got your victory. I got that anointing that because you have come here year after year, season after season, had no children, and I, your, your husband has blessed you as if you had the same amount of children because he loved you in spite of your womb. That's what you got to have. You got to have somebody that... In, that loves you in spite of who you are, in spite of how you act, in spite of what you go through. True love has no bounds. Love is not sexual. Love is because you love me because I am who I am. In spite of this, it isn't, it says for better for worse. It doesn't say because I like you one minute and the next minute I don't like you. I provide for you one minute and the next minute because you don't do what I say. No, no. Love 
covered a multitude of sins. And this is what happens in the case of this woman of God. God blessed her and said, go in peace. Go with the blessings of Israel. Because I grant you that position that thou hast asked of him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I answered and said, Eli answered and said, and said, Go in peace. And the God of Israel granted thee the position that thou hast asked of him. Verse 18 says, And she said, Let thine handmaiden find grace. In thy sight. That word Hannah means grace. One of the definitions of the word uh, Hannah name means grace. Let me tell you how this how important it is name means. And then I'll let you go. Okay. Hannah means grace, gracious. The other woman, Anaya, her name means pearl. Means very hard, hardcore. Okay? Eli. Eli. Hallelujah. He had two sons. And these are the names I want you to remember. The first son he had, his name was Hophni. And the word Hophni means he was a wicked priest in the church. He was wicked. Does that mean there's some wicked people in the church? Hophni means wicked. The other church, the other name means uh, Phineas. And Phineas, this is a preacher's son, his name means serpent mouth. Serpent mouth. A serpent's mouth. The filth and the vileness that would come out of people's mouths are serpent-like. And serpents slither, and they kill, and they destroy because they're jealous or they're angry. They do all kinds of things. And that word Phineas means serpent mouth. And the other preacher's name is Phineas. Now here, the preacher, the prophet, he knew his children were wicked. He knew uh, they were doing all kinds of things, but Maybe it was because it was child and his sons. He didn't want to chastise them. Maybe he didn't want to uh, to rock the boat because he was uh, the leader. But we don't know. God knows our heart. God knows our heart. God knows our children. But God was now raising up a child in the midst that God was turning the kingdom over to. That that's why in the 
uh, the chapter, he told um, the next chapter over, he told um, 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 the child, he said, go back. And if God's calling you, answer him. A first time, a second time. Because God was now birthing up a preacher in the house of God that was divinely inspired and called from the womb of the woman because all she wanted was a child. Why? Because God is in control. Even when we might be out of control, God is in control. God knows the good, the bad, and the ugly. God knows when we're right. God knows when we're wrong. God knows when we're filthy, nasty, confused. God, there's no, the Bible says this. There is nothing hidden under the sun but God himself. But God's in control. Whether we're in a pandemic, whether we're not in a pandemic, whether we're just poor, whether we're rich, whether not, we're evil, whether we're king, God knows our hearts. Whether we choose to do right or wrong, God knows our heart. Whether we choose to do good or bad, God knows our heart. And it's no excuse for somebody, oh, he knows how. Yeah, he knows your heart, and he knows you're wicked. He knows you're nasty. He knows you're confused. He knows your spirit. And you cannot get to heaven without treating people right. It says, holy, 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 for the whole earth is full of your glory. So even in the glory of God, even in the will of God, he knows your heart and all your parts, and we will be judged according to God's will. God knows the way that we say. God knows what we're going to do and what we go through. But hold on. God is in control. No matter what we go through, God is in control. We've lost members, lost family members, this pandemic. We're, lo- we're losing members in car crashes. We're losing members uh, through many different situations. We're losing family members. We're losing jobs. We're losing houses. We're losing everything. Um, we're losing a lot of stuff. But God is in control of our lives, not us. And we have to hold on. Old Testament says hold on to the horns of the altar. Sometimes we have to get a good grip on God and ride out the storm because he knows the ways that we take. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for hiding me in your word. Hiding me in a place that I cannot be found and detected by the enemy. But the enemy wanted to make me lose thoughts. But I know it is the will of the God. I may not know a lot of things, God, but I know that you call me to preach the gospel. And whether I'm preaching to one or 10,000, whether I'm preaching to one word or one word, one world, or whether nation. I know the way that you call me to be. Creating me a clean heart and the right spirit. God, let me not be a, 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 a doer, 
a, a speaker of the word and not live the word. Teach me how to go in to come out and maintain my own integrity. Teach me, God, to preach the preach the gospel and the unadulterated gospel of peace. Not to throw stones, but be the stone carrier. In Jesus' name. God, I thank you for the women and the young women and the women and the young men of God that you put it in my life to be an example, mentor, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for your will in my life. I ask you, God, for every will that you belong, that you give to me, it is the will of God. That I want to walk in your precepts. I want to be the mirror image of God. That I look in the mirror tonight and I don't see Glenda, that I see Christ in me, the hope of glory. I thank you, God, for every wounded spirit, whether it be male or we male. I thank you, God, but God, because we are the womb of the man. And as the womb of the man of God, that we will be what you have called us to be in the last and evil day. God, I really know, in the name of Jesus, in the realm of the Spirit, that somebody might hear this word tonight as we download it on the Internet, and that we have touched the heart, the spiritual mind of God, that the lives would ever, ever, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name we pray. And know that God is in control of our lives. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody there right now wants the same thing before we close out? Hallelujah. 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 Lord, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. God gave me that message one day last week that God is in control. Man is not in control. Techniques, uh, technical issues are not in control. But God himself is in control of our lives. And when we trust, when we trust God with everything in our lives, and sometimes it's not easy to trust when everything around you seems like it's not going to work out. Mm. But he knows the way that I say that comes from Book of Job, third chapter. God says, you you know the way that I take, not me. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. In fact, I don't know whether uh, in the next five minutes I'm going to be alive, but God, you know. And so I'm trusting and believing in the will of God for our lives and that we have to hold a standard in God. And when we hold that standard... No matter what 
happens in our lives. Amen. We might keep crying, but we keep moving. Like the children Hallelujah. of Israel, we kept moving. Because if they had not kept Hallelujah. moving, they'd still be in the same desert, and we probably would never Hallelujah. even be where we are. But because of his standard, is a standard bearer. He bears standards. No matter what happens in our lives, we take on the standard bearing of Christ because we are children of the King of God. Yes, hallelujah. No matter what happens in our lives, that God is control of our lives. Whether we have DNA problems, whether we have had stroke problems, or we had aches in our body, God knows mm. everything. And he does not allow anything to happen unless it's will. Yes. And we've got to learn to trust Hallelujah. him. Hallelujah. Trust means Amen. I don't understand it, but I trust. Amen. Trust you, God. I trust you, God, Amen. no matter Hallelujah. God in Jesus Christ, no matter what happens, no matter how we continue, no matter what we go to, what? Trust Him. It means I go into God, and I go into Him with a purpose. I go into Him with a plan. And if my plan don't work, it's because it's not God's will. So we've got to know that God is in control of everything. We can't go and figure, well, I'm going to do this. No. Yeah, we can make plans, make like a shopping, shopping list. You can make a shopping list and go to Walmart. I'm going to get mayonnaise. I'm going to get a cheese. I'm going to get a that. But somehow, some way, when you come out of Walmart, you come out with something that you didn't buy. You didn't intend to buy. Okay? And that's the way it is in the will of God. We want certain things, we desire certain things, but we go in there with a plan, but sometimes it's not only God's plan, it's our plan. And we have to trust and believe that God's will is for as is 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 our will. Yeah. His will is our will. And when his will and our will line up, then comes the perfect will, not his permissive will. Permissive will means, okay, God, if that's what you want, I I got a better plan for you, Glenda, but it's not what uh, you want. But since you want it and it's not the time, it's not the place, it's not the dealership, it's not the apartment, it's not this, but because you want it so bad. But perfect will says um, you might not have the money right now, but because um, I'm going to do this for you. I don't understand why. That's the plans of God for us then. Okay. We might not want, we might want a building, and you might want a ministry started, but it might not be the will of God. It may be a helper. Everybody's not in the ministry to lead the church. Everybody's in the, in the church, but some people are leaders. Some people are helpers. Some people are growers. Some people are... We have to find out where you belong in God. And when you find out where you belong, you just sit there and watch it grow because you found your spot in God. You found where you belong. You found the foundation of God in you, how you teach uh, in a way that you know it's God because 
you found your position. And it's like that in everything that we do, in every way we go, um, 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 and stuff like that. I remember when I was telling somebody one day, sometimes I just play back my, my, my messages because I want to be excel at what I do because that's what God told me to do, you know, and, and because I want to be better. I, 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 I think that like Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, she didn't start to be the woman that she was, but she continually worked at her craft and, and it's not about being I and little you, but it's fine that I want to walk in excellence in Christ. Okay. And when you walk in that excellence in Christ, that all that matters is because God wants you to do that. And I always encourage you people, find what you're good at. And then that's what you walk in. Okay. Um, so I, I, I thank God for y'all tonight <clears throat> to uh, listen. Um, if anybody wants to make a comment, the floor is open right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Apostle Erica. Amen. Prophet, that was uh, that was awesome word. That was awesome word on tonight. Amen. We do have to understand that that God is in in, in control. Prophet, um, even in the midst of what I'm dealing with my um my job, dealing with my job, and I tell you. Today it just like it just went beyond my head, but I kept saying, and it was funny how you said what, what the message was about, and I kept saying, "God is in control. God is in control. I'm not gonna go crazy on these kids. God is in control. I'm gonna keep myself. I'm not gonna drop keep these children in the classroom because they keep talking back. God is in control. I I I just like get myself. I won't be here that long. God is in control." Yeah, you know, and I, I, I feel funny because I, it was really funny because I said it. And I'm like, well, okay, she's she talking about this tonight. It was too, like hilarious. But I thank God for that word, um, knowing that um, it won't be that way for long. You know, and sometimes God will close up a wound because he was waiting, waiting on the right timing to produce something or to produce a move or to put you on another, you know, another level. Um, so sometimes he does have to close up the wound to see how far are you willing to go, you know, in depth intimacy with me. How, yeah. What are you going to do? You know, and sometimes he does. He closes up the wound. He can close up your spiritual wound and, and your physical wound as well yeah. um, to grab your attention because he yeah. wants us to seek after him. And a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of times that we have everything, everything is going, and all of a sudden it just stops. It's because he closed yeah. up that wound. He calls up that perspective so we can, you know, so he, he can get our attention because sometimes yeah. our attention had kind of went away from it. So that's yeah. what he does. He put things in your block to, to get people to irk your nerves, get on your nerves, drive you crazy. Like I said, listen, I said, I ain't going to be dealing no prison ministry. I ain't been dealing with it, but that is not me. You know, and I said that today. And uh, one of the teachers started laughing. And I was like, I was serious. <laughs> I was serious. I say because enough is enough. Enough is enough. And I say, uh, I say, God, you got to move me out of it. You know, even if I uh, do what I got to do. You know, the job wants to transfer me to the, to another school and stuff like that because they had to cut my hours and stuff. So they want to transfer me to another school. Like, 
after, you know, but see, they, they did that so I can quit. But if they couldn't do that because, like I said, I wasn't going to quit. Y'all would have to fire me to get my unemployment. And that's real yeah. talk. So, and I had to say something about that. So, you know, and I stepped up and I said, hey, you cut my hours and stuff. What's going on? And he told me what's going on. And then uh, it was so funny. How the other, other school contacted me on Indeed. I did not even communicate with them. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm up there at campus, you know, with, with my with the owner, and it was so funny. They called the owner. It was so funny. They called the owner, and the owner called me out the room. Like, okay, what's going on? I said, well, you what's going on with y'all? I said, y'all people called me. <laughs> they try to connect with me, you know. So he's like, well, you tell her, tell her what's up. He's like, well, her hours were cut short, blah blah blah. You know, they called on the phone, and the lady said, um, could you come in for an interview uh, Friday? They said, and he looking crazy like. I said, well, I said, uh, Mr. Gabriel, you going to release me to go into this this, this job interview? He's like, I'm not going to stop you, Miss Erica. I said, mm-hmm, okay. He said, okay, you go to work, or you go to the interview at night, but you come back here after. Because hmm. you don't know why God's going to open up the door. Why? Because why my wound was closed up because he wanted yes. my attention. Yes. So he had to like, okay, but the thing is, it, it, this just a just a little start, a little tidbit. That don't mean you know. And it, and when you transition out, it's almost like a rupture of it, yeah. you know, disruption. So because he yeah. wants to move out of the realm of education back into healthcare, because that's my desire, yeah. you know. So yeah. that's what I'm seeking after is that desire to go back into it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to make a steady living, to do what needs to be done, to stay in God's kingdom, and it takes work. It takes work. So I definitely thank God for that word on tonight. Amen. Amen. Is anybody else on the line? Mm-hmm. Shirley on the line? Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I had a good time. I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed it because God tells me to do it and I have fun. Um, so y'all keep us in prayer. <clears throat> um, and we thank God for the word tonight. We thank you. Holy Ghost, because we have many, uh, many people that uh, play, play black, and she's going to uh, upload it on the Internet so it can be heard tonight. Um, so we thank God mm-hmm. for what we're doing, and we encourage you. Thank you, for, um, um, Sister Flores. Thank you for uh, always being a, a patron of us, and I appreciate you. God bless you, and I just I just pray for you all the time because I just want you to know that we are, we always faithful. We thank God for faithful people um, and and stuff like that. So, um, uh, Erica, we want to go and close out, or you want me? Um, I just want to I share guess. something with you, with y'all live. Uh, we were okay. on uh, currently on um, you. You know, we are up on YouTube live officially up on YouTube, and uh, we also on Facebook. So we are, uh, upload. So everything that's going on the platforms has it has expanded. Um, so uh, the nineteen, you know, the the the, planet, the the platforms that we are now are currently under twenty plus platforms. So he's expanded again. Once again, guys, he expanded for us. Amen. For us to continue to, like you say, spread the word of God and to uh, just you know for us to just continue to be faithful. You know, in his kingdom, for us to be faithful. And that's all he wants us to do is 
to continue for us to be faithful, you know, in that and we're grateful uh for what um he is doing in this season. Um as far as like, you know, uh having uh other countries now that is involved with us, you know, and we gave a uh, definitely a special blessings out there to uh, to Ireland and Russia and Germany and Vietnam. Uh, we have Congo, Africa. We have India, Australia, uh, Haiti, Eswatini, which is another part of Africa, Singapore, Cuba, Uganda, uh, Malta, and Romania. Uh, so those are the countries right now that are faithfully because of the expansion of the 20 platforms uh, God has allowed that. Now we just added another platform called the Bullhorn. Amen. So that's the 20, 20 plus platforms that he has allowed us, uh, uh, to move forward. So we just thank God for what, um, like I said, for what he is doing, um, in this season. And like I said, once again, we thank you, uh, thank you, uh, Auntie Dolores that you're so faithful in everything that you do. Um, and we pray that everything your endeavors, um, continue to be strengthened. Um, even in your personal walk, in your ministry, um, your ministry Amen. itself, you have you have a, a ministry that's so strong, and um, you have allowed that to lay dormant for so long. You cannot allow that anymore uh, because of the gifts that God has called you into um, to be the light torch of the church. He allowed you that, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes uh, uh, you have to be careful. How, what you, what, uh, table that you eat at. You know how sometimes we go to places and we eat certain food and specific food and, and say we get, uh, uh, food get sick, you know, like food poisoning or whatever, or mm-hmm. you go back and you mm-hmm. felt really, really bad. Well, it's the same thing mm-hmm. in the spiritual sense. Like we go eat food at this table. I know I'm, a, I'm gonna be full. I'm gonna speak spiritual food. So when I get off, off this line, I'm full. But then when you go somewhere else, it's like, oh, this is not working. I'm still hungry. Why am I not? Why am I not moving? Why am I not pushing forth? It's the same thing. So mm-hmm. you know, uh, what, I'm, what I'm speaking to you uh, in a in a supernatural that just be careful because you are a woman of God and God has have an evangelistic call on your life, and because of that. Uh, you, your anointing is not a localized anointing. Your anointing is a regional anointing, which means to carry the gospel not just in the states but through different countries. He, mm-hmm. he, you know, but you have to position yourself for that. Position yourself, and I know because of the COVID, of course, we can't travel. You know, so but that's why God opened up these platforms. You need to start utilizing the gifts that God has called you in this season. You start releasing that word. You have a word in your belly so strong that will knock the knock the the socks off the enemy, and and it's in you. And it's in you. You can't hold back. You can't hold back. You can't lay down it anymore. You need to you know go to God within the next thirty six days and just release and say, Lord, I'm releasing this. Uh, my wound has been closed up. Your wound was closed up, and because that you know that birthing process that uh. You weren't able to do that. Like every time you get ready to do it, it's like it's aborting. It's aborting. It's aborting. It's because the people you surround yourself with. Don't surround yourself mm-hmm. with people that's gonna feed you garbage. You gonna you gonna um, impart people impartation that impart into you 
that uh that will cause your your birth to be open. The uh no ruptures, no early ruptures in the midst of the birthing process of the ministry that God has blessed you with and positioned you with. You know, um so I thank God for you are uh, diligently um and always remain humble like you are. Always be alert in the word. Because let me tell you something, even me as an apostle, I still, I learn the word. I sit at my apostle feet. Oh, my God, almost every day. It don't make no sense, you know. And mm-hmm. he's a trip and a half and that's time. He's so funny. Mm-hmm. I Sometimes we have to shut down the, um, put ourselves on mute because me and my mama be laughing so bad. Because of that, he is a person that don't cut, he don't sugarcoat nothing. So, right. That's the people that you need in your life that don't Amen. 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 You know, they don't they don't play Amen. no games and stuff like that and, 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 and you know, because you have too much in you in you as uh as far as ministry to let anybody uh tell you you can't do this and you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And when you have the proper coverage and people to cover you because uh, uh, we can't walk around like, you know, uh, bastards, children, meaning, you know, without no type of cover, no nothing. Because even with us, even though it's a podcast and we have the ministries and stuff, I don't even walk around without my cover, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I because I have to be obedient. You know what I'm saying? I have to be obedient. Everybody has to be Amen. obedient when you have a, someone that has Amen. a spiritual father. I have a spiritual father, and, and I'm going to tell you, sometimes if he has to slap me on the wrist, oh, well. Because, you know, that's going to help me grow. You know what I mean? So that's the wonderful thing about that. It doesn't matter how long we spend in ministry. We could have been 30, 40, 50, 20 years, whatever, in ministry. We can never know enough of his word. And don't we, mm-hmm. and we, and we have to not, uh, uh, like I said, stop eating at people's uh, table. That food is just nasty. You know what I mean? That to the point mm-hmm. that when you leave it, it vets your spirit, you know, and that's a terrible right. feeling when your when your spirit is being vexed. And I'm like, I, I'm going to get some get some words, some empowerment, and I'm getting this garbage, you know. <laughs> and it and it makes you feel really awful. Um, and you know, in a natural sense, even with food, in a natural sense, so uh, we mm-hmm. just have to be careful who we feast on on the manner uh, from heaven where it's coming from. And once you do that, once you uh get a hold of that, uh that wound your wound will be open again. This time when it's open again, that men that person ministry that he has in you, you know, and once you start going in contractions, there you better let it rip. Let that word, that fire that's in your belly, let it rip. Because everybody everybody is not called into that. See the thing is some of us are called and some are chosen, but you're chosen. It's a difference. We can answer the call all we want, right? Because all of us are called to do something, right? But it's up to us as a choice. Do we want to answer to it, right? But when you don't have a choice, my God, when you don't have a choice, let me tell you, the, the God will beat you upside your head. Some are like, oh, my God, do I really want to do this? You know, <laughs> That thing is because you don't have a choice. You really don't have a choice of the matter. And that's why he places you around people that are mentors uh, that will strengthen you and strengthen you in everything that you're doing. Because, like I said, not just the call on your life, but you do have a the mantle, that mantle of Jesus Christ that carries you that's so strong that when, we, when people walk past you, they already know. You don't even have to open up your mouth. They already know who you are. Mm. And... 
I, 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 I mean, so we just thank God for, we just thank God for everyone that is, like you said, that's listening live, not just on the live, but on the 19 radio platforms and uh, the social medias and Savior Connect. And uh, I'm telling you, God is doing something. Family, y'all, listen, he's doing something for us. He's doing something. Why? Because we're constantly being faithful, you know? And, and, and it's more than just, uh, uh, you don't have to have a, a, a title or office to, to speak that word. No, you don't. You don't have to unless he positions you to do it. When you do it and you want it, God does it. God gives it to you. God gave you a word. You speak that word. Don't hold back. See, a lot, a lot of people in the, in, in, in the uh, uh, I say the traditional church, if they feel that you ain't got title or office, oh, no, nah, you can't. You're not the pastor. You're not this. You ain't this. You can't speak the word. But then the scripture said, he said, that I will pour out my spirit upon all my sons and daughters, right? And he said, my sons and daughters, I will prophesy. So that means all of us have the capability to prophesy. But all, but some of us have that, that speaking ability, that teaching ability, you know, the apostolic flow of the doctrine that teach that sound doctrine that your spirit will hear. Um, so that's what I'm telling to you. Uh, woman of God, that that's what it is, uh, because you know the apostolic doctrine of Jesus Christ, all right? You know it. It's in you. Don't ever be afraid if God speaks to you, even to uh, even when we're in the midst of, of the podcast, God speaks to you, you open your mouth, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you right now, open your mouth. Don't be afraid. And when God speaks to you right then, uh, woman of God, you open your mouth. Why? Because if you don't open your mouth, God will hold you accountable. Amen. And like I said, you, you have a mandate on your life from heaven himself. Some people don't have that mandate, but you got the mandate. All right? So God bless you. Love you. Amen. Love you. And just thank you. Thank you for uh, just being that support, that support. Uh, like I said, I, I, we always, I always tell you, listen, you got a word in your belly, you let me know, and I will, you, I will release that platform to you. Trust me. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, Amen. You let us know. When God speaks to you, okay. Holy Spirit, like, okay, let me back up. I start working yeah. on the fly. I start working on that. Because the thing is, yeah. God is doing something new. He said, I will do a new thing. And say when he does a good thing, let me tell you, I'm gonna tell you, God, you you be surprised the word that word that comes trickling out of your mouth that's gonna save somebody and deliver somebody because that's part of that's part of it, you know. So we just forever grateful. Amen. Mom, we're gonna turn this bless over to you. Lord. God bless you. Okay. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you, God, because we know there will be somebody out there. Listen to this word, whether at now, but somehow, some way. God, we thank you for opening every door in every country, every nation in the world. We thank you, God, because we are inspiring and giving the word to the people that need it. Thank you, God. Give a special blessing to my friend Dolores in the name of Jesus. God, give an unexpected miracle and expected something simple because of our faithfulness to God, not to me but to you, God. I thank you for my daughter, God. I thank you that 
You open every door that needs to be opened and shut every door that needs to be shut. God, her desire is to work into the medical field again. So, God, I prophesy to the wind of God. You promised that you would give her the desires of her heart. So, God, because you give it, you said it, I believe it. In the name of Jesus, I speak it right now. God, I speak, God, that her name comes up. And the computer that that opens up, that's on the computer, that they call her for a job. In the name of Jesus, working with children, God, we speak it right now. In the name of Jesus, that her name comes up in the computer. And everything yes, that she needs, and everything that she wants, hallelujah. God, in the name of Jesus, we speak a full-down yes, position with insurance in the name of, the Jesus. Name of Jesus. We thank you now, God, thank that your name is coming from the top, bottom thank to the Lord. top. And we speak a thank favor you. in the name thank of you. Jesus. We hallelujah. thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. God, let us hear. Thank it's, you. Of a job that Do she's it, desiring. Lord. America, Do I it, thank you that you have always under, I heard my prayer. Hallelujah. And I'm going to thank you now that thank she is a womb of my seed. And I yes, command it yes. under the tree that it shall come yes, to in pass. In the name of Jesus. Right now, in the name mm. of Jesus, we thank you, God, that her divorce is. Finished Thank in the you. spirit realm, and that she will move you. on with her life in the name, in the name of, Jesus. of Jesus. And I say, God, that nothing comes to pass except it's God's will for her life Hallelujah. in the name of yes, Jesus. Lord. We thank in you now, God. We thank praise you, you now, Hallelujah. and we wait Thank you for the manifestation Hallelujah. of your glory yes, now. Lord. Now, now, we know when we speak that you answer my prayers. And sometimes it feels like that you answer my prayer for somebody else quicker than me. So I tell you, God, that I know it's already done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God, we thank you. God bless you tonight. Amen. Amen. Amen.